Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Wednesday morning, December 1st, the first day of December 2021. So glad to have you along. My name is Tom Short. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer where we get in the Word of God every day and we and God sees we're here and we know we're here and we're coming here to learn the Word and to be wiser, to be rise above our opposition and live victorious Christian lives. We have been discussing and talking about strategic financial giving in this end-of-the-year type time when many nonprofits depend on uh, gifts, year-end giving, to, to end the year strong, to begin the year, the next year strong. With many nonprofits, even they operate at a deficit until this month, just like many stores do as well. And we're talking about strategic giving, and I'd like to talk this morning about focusing on ministries that reach out to young people. Let me ask you this question. What do the following people have in common? Are you ready? David, when he slayed Goliath. Joshua, when he was being mentored by Moses and prepared by God to lead Israel into the promised land. Gideon, when he delivered Israel from the oppression of the Midianites. Jeremiah, when he prophesied to Israel about their, their coming destruction. Mary, when she gave birth to Jesus, the Savior of the world. And Timothy, when he was exhorted by Paul in, a, in carrying on the work that Paul had begun, and he was about to finish his course. And, and so what did, what did he have in common? And finally, the disciples of Jesus. What did they have in common? They were all young people. They were all young people. I know like we see this picture of the, the Last Supper where Jesus is, you know, have, introducing the Lord's Supper at the Last Supper. And the, fo- the, the painting has all these old guys sitting around having, having um, dinner with Jesus. I doubt it. They probably weren't older than him. He was himself 33. There's a good chance some of them may have been teenagers. Indeed, John... His, his, or his uh, gospel is written, and the book of Revelation and the gospel were written about 90 A.D., which tells me that John, unless he lived to be into his mid-90s, probably, even, even if he did live into his mid-90s, was probably just a teenager about that time. So, my friends, reaching the youth. Why is this important? Well, there's a number of reasons. Number one... Young people, it's young people are at a point in life trying to figure out what they believe. Indeed, we should be praying for our own young people. When we do our youth conferences in the summer and at Faith Walkers, we often talk to the youth about owning their own faith. If they've grown up in a Christian home, come to the point where they say, this is what I believe. It's not just what mom and dad believe. It's what I believe. And by the way, parents, teach your children. Grandparents, teach your children to believe in God. Teach your children to believe in Jesus. Teach your children to pray and read the Bible. Put this into their mind. Don't just leave it up to them to figure out on their own. And yet, at some point, they do need to embrace the faith themselves. And most people do this when they're young. Throughout time, most converts do so before the age of 20. Now, not always. Maybe there's someone here that's very live stream who came to Christ later in life. And that's certainly fine. But the vast majority of people who make professions of faith in Jesus do so before the age of 20. And, and therefore, we want to focus our attention there on, on those people. You know, at the university, people are supposed to figure out what they believe. 
What are their values? What are they, what, what's, what's their worldview? By the time they leave college, it's kind of thought that you've figured those things out and you now move forward to take your place in the world. And a lot of people, to be honest, stop thinking about important life issues at that stage. They get busy with work. They get busy with starting a family. And they don't give a great deal of attention to changing or challenging what they've already concluded now. Indeed, by college is that time when your ideas are challenged and you are to think and, and the ideas figured out for yourself. What do you really believe? And so it's important if we want to win people to Christ, it's important that we give real effort to, those, to, to that stage of life when people are supposed to be thinking about this stuff. Now, maybe they do, maybe they don't. And I have found in reality, although I'm focused on campus ministry, college ministry, I found that a lot of the thinking now has been pushed down even younger into the middle school and high school ages. I often ask atheists on campus, when did you become an atheist? And most of them will say about age 14 or 15. I think the internet has had a big effect on this. They have access to uh, skeptics and they have access to doubtful information and things that plant doubts in their minds that a lot of people didn't have access to until they were in college just, you know, 30, 40 years ago. But now it's been pushed lower. And so we, we really need to be reaching people before they get, before they make decisions, before they make, make solid decisions to get on the wrong path in life and go the wrong way. Now, listen, no one's beyond the reach of God. And if you have a child who's strayed or you know people that have strayed and they're, they're, you know, past age 20, don't ever give up on them. Keep praying for them. Keep loving them. Keep doing what you can to reach out to them. Keep trusting God to bring others into their life. If they won't listen to you anymore, if you think you've said all, they won't hear you anymore, ask God to bring other people into their life that can witness to them and help win them to Christ. Keep them in your heart and in your prayers. But when we're talking about wise strategic investing of the resources we have i really do think it's important that we be winning people to christ at a young age and and as to me that's 20 and under at that stage of life another important thing is at that stage in life they're uh they're making decisions not only about what they believe but how they're going to live who they're going to marry what's their career going to be what are their basic values? What lifestyle are they going to have? And this is important because I, I contend that our, our spiritual leadership is most often going to be called by God at, this, at a young age. We see this often throughout Scripture, God calling people when they're young. And, and, we, and in our experience, my guess is your pastor was probably called to the Lord and called into ministry when young. I know I was. I was 15 years old when I came to Christ, and by age 18, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. And I know many, many others, they, they do that. And so consequently, with what I've done with my life in full-time ministry, that did affect who I married. That did affect my, my, my preparation and my ability to get prepared for the ministry I do. That, that affected my, my financial decisions on how I'm going to live my life, all kinds of things. And, and again, there are people God calls later in life, 
and there are great leaders that God can raise up later in life. But the vast majority of our missionaries, our pastors, our full-time gospel workers are going to be, they're going to be called by God at a younger age. And so again, we want to focus, if we really believe that, like Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to raise up workers for the harvest. Most often, those workers are going to come from amongst the youth, and that's just historically what we've seen that seen that happen. I'll give you one other reason that I think we need to focus on the youth, and that is the enemy does. The enemy focuses on the youth. You know, the the communists, the first place they try and win uh, in in most countries that they try and take over, they start with the universities. They want to radicalize the, the, the college students. They teach them all kinds of things that, that make them angry at their own country, that turn them against their parents, that turn them against the government, that turn them against religion, that turn them against any authority. This youth, it is a time, as you know, that this youth, youth is a time that, that uh, there can be rebellion. And young people, in trying to figure out what they believe, they are very susceptible to rebellion. And this is why the enemy works so hard to, to foment that rebellion at that stage, rebellion against all authority. The devil is a rebel, and, he want, and communists are rebel, rebels. Sinners are rebels. That's what sin is. It's rebellion against God. And at this adolescent stage, which in our days, you know, now from about age 12 to, you know, the early, early to mid-20s, adolescence kind of expanded. There's a rebellion there. I'm going to do what I want, think what I want, be what I want. And it, so it's a tough field. Winning people to Christ, it is a hard, it's a hard challenge then because there is so much temptation and so much rebellion against authority. And as you know, becoming a Christian Big, big part of it is I have, I will acknowledge I have rebelled against God and I'm going to repent and come back under the authority of God. That's a significant part of salvation, entering the kingdom, getting back under the king. And so this is a spiritual battle. It takes a real fight there. Now, the communists and the radical leftists, they realize this. This is why they have targeted the universities. And they realize that the university is going to pro provide our future leadership. And the, the, the political leaders, the economic leaders, church leaders, family leaders, cultural leaders, entertainment leaders, more often than not, they're going to come from the universities. And so they targeted those back in the 60s. And indeed, we see the fruit of it now as the ideas that they taught have now spread throughout our entire country and culture. So my advice, my advice, we, we need to be reaching the youth. We need to be reaching the college students. We need to be reaching the high schoolers. We need to be reaching children and helping them come to Christ and develop a mature understanding of the faith and how to live for Christ. And we need to be combating the numerous temptations and false ideas that are being so promoted in our educational system. One way that we do that is faithful missionaries, faithful missionaries who teach the word. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1. Remember also your creator in your youth. And we want to remember, 
we want to remember uh, to support those who are who are targeting the youth, who are going after the youth, who are who see the importance of reaching young people with the gospel message. Amen. I'd like to pray for this. Two quick announcements beforehand. You know, yesterday I had mentioned about uh, supporting Rich Duplita, Dr. Rich Duplita, who who uh, is worth TSCM, our ministry now, and left a teaching at the University of Georgia to be out there in a campus evangelism. I didn't tell you how to do it. Someone emailed me afterwards and said, how do you do it? You can go to our website, tomthepreacher.com. Up at the top, uh, I believe it says donate, something of this nature up at the top. And if you click on that page, you can donate to our ministry or you can donate to uh, Rich or, or so forth. And you can signify where you want it to go. But I want to add another thing. Often on here, and they're on here today, Johanan and Shirley are two faithful, uh, they're married, and two faithful brother and sister couple serving the Lord in India. They're good friends of mine, and we've had a long-term relationship, probably uh, heading back to about 2001 or two, three. I forget the exact year when we, we began, we met one another when I was in India. And uh, he was, had been working with an organization there and was leaving that organization because he felt compelled to reach college students. He'd want, been one to Christ when he was a college student. He wanted to reach students. And I was there, and, and uh, of course, I'm reaching students, and it was a divine appointment. And so he, he left that other ministry and branched out on his own to start reaching students, and he's been doing that now for about 15 years. And I want to encourage that... Um, the, the, um, if, if you're interested, they're on the, they come on this daily live stream and you see them and you pray for them and talk to them. They've asked our prayers for their children as they're entering college and so forth. If you'd like to pray, if you'd like to donate to them, again, go to TomThePreacher.com and donate to the general fund and then drop me an email, Tom at TomThePreacher.com and let me know that that's intended for them, okay? And they, they ask our prayers, and I see they're on here today. They'll probably start praying right now. And they are prayer warriors over there. Believe me, they are prayer warriors. So if you'd like to help them as they're reaching college students in India, which, by the way, is this huge, you know, India used to have the rich and the poor. And there's been this uh, part of globalization, this huge expanding middle class. And a lot of these young people are going to college for the first generation that they're going getting a college education and to be reaching them, what an opportunity, just like it is here in America, and even perhaps more so there, what an opportunity to be reaching people as uh, this coming out of this, often the Hindu culture, and trying to figure out now as they go to the, the college, what do they believe, what a strategic and fertile evangelistic ground to be sowing the seed in. So if you'd like to support them, again, TomThePreacher.com, General Ministry, or general fund, it will say, and then uh, drop me an email, tom at tomthepreacher.com, and we'll make sure that that donation is passed through to them. One final thing. Today's a big day in the United States in the Supreme Court. There is a uh, case that's going to be argued that the university, university, excuse me, Mississippi has a law that severely restricts abortion rights. And as such, a challenge today in the Supreme Court, it could, and we're hoping, be the groundwork to overturn or at least severely limit Roe versus Wade, this abortion decision that was passed in 1973 or that was <coughs> voted on. 
We pray it succeeds. We pray that the Supreme Court will do the right thing. This abortion has been a terrible stain on our country, a terrible stain. And we pray, you know, we, we, we talk to people. We urge them to be pro-life. We urge them to allow their little babies to live. But we have laws that allow them to just go um, almost for any reason you want at almost any point in the pregnancy. And this could be a huge, huge thing. We've been praying for this. We're going to pray for it today as well. Keep this in prayer, this big decision, big hearing today, not to the decision yet, big hearing in the Supreme Court that on, on uh, challenging the abortion laws here in America. Already, let's pray. Father in heaven, we bless you today. And we come to you with thankfulness and praise in our heart. We thank you that you are our provider. And Lord, as I think of the various ministries even that we talk about and people that are, how we, you've, in, you've entrusted to us resources that we want to use wisely. And you've given us friends and relationships that we, we want to see them succeed. And Father, I pray today, I pray today for all the people, everybody, everyone who's involved in reaching young people and how we pray for this next generation. We pray, Lord, that as their hearts are tender and, face, and yet they're facing temptations that other generations have never known of, and there's so much negativity given, given to them, how we pray for many, many, many young people to come to Christ. We pray for a revival amongst the youth. I think, Lord, of how the last revival in America, here in America was amongst the Jesus people in that age group. And Father, you've done it in the past. We ask you to do it again. We ask throughout the world there'd be a great move of the Spirit of God to reach young people. Lord, protect them from the, the, the sexual revolution, the onslaught of pornography on the internet, the, 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 all the doubting and all the skepticism and all the lies that are said and that are so available through the internet now and the information age we live in. Protect them and raise up mighty evangelists to reach the youth. Raise up apologists who can defend the faith and speak the truth. Raise up people who are compassionate and loving. So many youth today, Lord, they're, they're hurting. They feel betrayed. They're angry. They're, they're, they're d- desperate inside. And, they, and we think, Lord, even the young man that's shooting yesterday in the high school in Michigan, there's so much hate and anger and frustration and and pent up within people. And Father, the young people, all of us, the young people, they need you. And, and they're not being given that. They're not being taken to church or Sunday school or they're not learning it anywhere. And how we pray, raise up a mighty army of missionaries to reach the youth in our country and in nations of the world, we pray. We come to you today particularly. I pray for uh, Rich Zapleta. Lord, bless his ministry. Give him great fruit. I pray, Lord, for Johanna there in India and Shirley as they reach out to youth there in India. Bless them. Give them great fruit. Give them perseverance and encouragement. Lord, I pray you'd provide every need financially they have. I pray bless our ministry. And, Lord, the campuses where I go, the TSCM, bless our ministry. Give us great fruit as we reach out to young people, defend the faith, proclaim the gospel, preach the word. I pray, Lord, it fall on good ground, good soil, and bear good fruit for you. We pray these things. Help us, Father, as we direct our financial resources and as we're channels of your abundant provision. We pray, Lord, that you would use us to wisely and strategically invest the resources 
you've entrusted us to steward. And then we pray today, Father, also for this Supreme Court hearing. And uh, we pray that for the Mississippi law. We pray, Father, that I just want to ask the, the uh, attorney who's defending, who's representing the state of Mississippi, Lord, give him peace. Help his mind to be sharp. Help him remember his arguments. Help him, Lord, under the pressure that he will be under tremendous pressure and demonic pressure. Help him to remain cool, calm, smart, sharp, to get good answers. Lord, I pray, be with him. Give him grace. And I pray, Lord, for the other side, just the opposite. I pray, Lord, they might even fumble their arguments. I pray they might, might, uh, they, they might buckle under the pressure of this big hearing. It's a big day, Lord. It's a big day. We've asked for this. We prayed for it. A lot is hanging on this decision. Our hope is not in politics or the law or the courts, but how we pray, Father, that our land would once again defend all life, innocent life, how we pray for that. And we pray that, that this hearing today might be a major step in that direction. We come, come to you today. We give you our prayers. We love you with all of our heart. We walk with you today. Fill us with your joy. Fill us with faith and love and courage in all that you've called us to do, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you. It's good to be back home. It's good to be here with you guys. I come here every day. I hope you join me. We pray here each day. God sees that we come. God knows that we're here. God knows we're wanting to get into the Word of God. We're wanting to be stronger, wiser, sharper. We're wanting to be more victorious, more filled with faith. We're wanting to be people of the Word of God. And so we read it, we talk about it, and we pray over it. That doesn't happen a whole lot. A lot of people, have they study it, they talk about it, not a lot of pray over it. I hope you join me day in and day out, and that God will bless you and strengthen you, and that together we'll become stronger Christians. I trust that'll happen. God bless you. You have a great day. Stand firm in the Lord. Don't let the world rob you of your joy. That's, that's God's gift to you. Be strong in it. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.